Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story Roanoke Nightmare. It's becoming a literal nightmare on FX. Uh, joining me this week is Cecily. Yes. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> Hello, we <laughs> so, are here. Still haven't gotten this uh, intro down. Pat, um, no. we're talking about Chapter 8, uh, Episode 608, the post- the the post Halloween hangover episode. Yeah, I thought it. Would, I thought they would do more of a Halloween thing this year. Nope, no. I guess you're just not going to trick or treat in the haunted forest. Nope. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I think we talked a little bit last week about how uh, torture porn is nobody's. Well, not our favorite type of gore and horror, um, and that's a lot of what we got this episode. A lot of just. Um, I think I spent a lot of time with my hands over my face watching this episode because it's just, it's gross. I don't like to see these hillbillies being, uh, eating people and being incestual, which of course they are. And, um, also waiting for the jump scares, which came, but it's a lot of dehumanizing repugnant shit is, I guess that's the problem I have with torture porn. It's not just, you know, you always have to give some of the sadistic reason to do it. And I always have to have some fucked up bullshit in their life. And I just, I, the whole time I'm just like, ugh. right. And you have to watch someone just like you said, dehumanize them, beg for their life, do degrading things that they wouldn't normally do. I'm rooting for a person who is a confessed murderer who tied a man up and set him on fire. So So I have to cheer for this person to escape and save him. That was weird. Yeah. Like I just, I found very little for me to uh, ground myself to enjoy the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And on I also didn't think there's a lot of jump scares. Like, um, I continue to be kind of amazed they're not doing more of the just found footage creepy things that they could have been doing. Maybe we'll get back to that, or... I mean, I I guess with the pokes, you just don't... They, you know, they're just not going to get haunted because they got an agreement with the people, but I don't know. I, yeah, not a big fan. I thought this was the the worst episode of the season. Agreed. Uh, Lots of fans disagreed. Uh, imagine if you this is like your favorite genre you're like what's the big deal i don't understand <laughs> it but you know this is uh, our opinion so i think it's the worst episode because it's my least favorite i'll say that yeah i mean i don't know that there's like a, a true dip in quality it's just right. that this isn't our cup of tea mm-hmm. um so and and also a lot of the i don't know i, I just it just seems like Murphy doesn't give a shit about doing things that destroy the characters. And I think if you if you don't care about the characters, or if you have trouble identifying with the characters and pulling for them, then mm-hmm. everything else falls apart. Right. Um, which was, I think that's the story of the freak show season. Like, you had a core of appealing freaks that you were rooting for, but they weren't the stars of the show. They were like the middlemen and all the ones on top are kind of awful people. Do you find this to be more realistic though? Like I know that it's not normal for someone to be a murderer, but nobody on this show is perfect in that kind of relatable way. Is that because we don't want to admit our own faults? Well, I mean, like I'm more like Shelby than I care to admit. So that would be the closest thing or you are wearing Uggs. No, I'm not. Take that <laughs> Take back. back. That's true. You're not wearing Uggs. Okay, God. I Jesus. did have a pumpkin spice latte for the first time this year, and it wasn't bad. Mm. <laughs> uh, Uggs will be next week. I 
You know, I don't know, because to me, Lee was more interesting. Like, they kept on layering things on her. It's like, oh, she's a cop, and she was disgraced because she had a drug addiction. I mean, that's already pathos enough. Oh, she is losing a custody struggle with her husband. Like, that's okay. That's Now I've got an interesting character with some layers and depth. Oh, she murdered her husband. Well, I guess that's a disappointment. And then I re- thought back, like, she didn't just murder him. She lashed him to a tree and set him on fire. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. She's and then Shelby, Shelby, not because... o- not only is she unrelatable to me as just kind of like this airhead, vapid, valley girl character, but then she beats her boyfriend to death with a crowbar for having sex with a pig demon. Like, you know, who does that? Right. And no all... one, because demon demon pigs aren't real. But And all the actors are just selfish, self-centered people. Um, which, that's entertaining. Monet's an alcoholic. Which... Sure. Isn't it a deplorable thing? No, but. I mean none of that stuff is deplorable. And I thought I actually think the one the funniest stuff is like when Cuba Gooding Jr. and um, Sarah Paulson are doing their like self-absorbed actor routine. Like, right. That's such. It's funny on multiple levels, um, and you know just whining and, and and talking about like you know like oh don't you talk about my Rory? <laughs> You're not even fit to say his name. And uh, it's a I, spot on impression. Thank you. I think it's funny because she's very posh, but when she's really upset, it seems like she 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 uh, slips into chim chimney chim chimney <laughs> chim chim charu territory a bit. Right. And her first reaction to seeing a dead Shelby is how it immediately relates to her. Right. Yeah. She'd never commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's I think that's that some of that stuff is fun. I and mean, that's the stuff I guess I enjoyed about the episode, yeah. but it also feels a bit out of pay, place with the rest of the horror. Uh let's get right into the recap. All right. Uh so we start right from the action from last week. Dominic is freaking out. He sees all the ghosts with the torches surrounding the house. Uh and Shelby looks like she's trying to give up. Uh he encourages her to keep trying. They decide to try the tr- tunnel, but it's full of chins. Like a Chinese phone book. I'll it's, go ahead and make that joke. These are the these are the oh my god. These are the creepiest ghosts I think so far. Uh-huh. Uh, save what's his name Edward Mott, who we haven't actually seen up sure. close. Uh, but I guess everything in the tunnel's creepy. I, I um, why are they that way? What do you mean? Oh, everyone else is a ghost they, of like how they died. Right? Why did they? Yeah. Why are they um, leaning, leading really hard on Japanese horror because yeah. they're Asians? I guess. Right. I, like it's it's creepy, uh-huh. but I, I like that. I like that they're aware of their not exactly cultural because that's the other thing is they're Taiwanese, so they're essentially uh, ethnic Chinese. So why would they be aping? Like a Japanese, Japanese Korean. Type I wonder. Of- I, I I guess I wouldn't be surprising that that. And I'm speaking completely out of ignorance of this is offensive. I apologize, but it wouldn't surprise me if all those Pan Asian cultures have kind of a similar concept of what is creepy. Yeah, uh, I think those are by far the scariest horror movies I've ever seen. Right. And they're my favorites. But, like, you know, we're but, uh, from European stock. There's a lot of vampires, a lot of werewolves. Right, and a lot but, like, of, th- they're always long, wet hair over yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah, and yeah. What, what the, Their concept of ghosts, what scares them culturally. Natural body movements, yeah. So it, it might be the same, but I think it's that's But, like, the hunters who shot themselves in the face, they're just guys without half of a face walking sure. around. I yeah, don't know. why aren't I they just... chittering around like spiders? <laughs> right. Why aren't they running on all fours like a bucking deer or something? I guess you, it's, uh, you know, the afterlife gives you some leeway of how you want to manifest your ghostly self. Fair. That's fair. 
Um, but I was actually kind of disappointed because all the other ghosts have been much more horrifying versions of themselves, whereas mm-hmm. the chins are essentially the chins from the TV show. Yep. They're the ring girls and whatnot. <laughs> right. So I exactly. thought I was expecting then like, oh, man, I'm going to see the Super Saiyan form <laughs> of of the chins. And I, I didn't see it. So that was my first disappointment. Also, can I say one other thing? I yes. thought that... You can say two. This is your half your podcast. <laughs> okay. I thought the ghosts were mostly ignorant to the tunnel because that always seems to be their means of escape, even though they successfully escaped at least one or two other times before through that mm. tunnel. And the Chens are hanging out in there, and Edward Mott is, so why doesn't the butcher or the pigman ever hang out in there or the woods witch to stop them? I guess my thought is that maybe Mott is like patrol like that's his domain right like he doesn't want people fight, but that's kind of destroyed by the chins right you know chittering all over the place down there yeah uh i don't know good point eh, just a thought uh so we go to the the woods and mama poke is explaining how to thin slice off some lean meat and it's it, like i said confirmed just- i was correct she still has her leg attached <laughs> Bear, it's it's hanging by a flap in this episode. I and it's just again some dehumanizing, stupid shit, referring to her as it, and uh, you know they they've got the sparkling lines of dialogue of people don't eat people. Well, if you ain't poke, you ain't people. I, is is that a good T-shirt design? Like can we have like a like a like a poke farms, and then like a nice look. If if it, it ain't, ain't poke, poke, it, it ain't, ain't people. people. Like, That'd that, be fun. Yeah, yeah, because you know people don't watch American Horror. It'd be like. Okay. It's like Pepperidge Farms, you know? Uh, yeah. If you would buy that, write us in and we'll, we'll consider making it. <laughs> uh, so they got to give you some backstory about that Polk started eating hobos in the Depression that stole their last pig. Uh, Mama Polk is feeling up her boy's thighs because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, that's how she's reproducing the Polk race. Yep. Uh, they explain that they've got the police in their pockets uh, and that they've got... Uh, they're, and they're doing that because they got a ton of weed money, which whatever. Uh, okay. And then they cut on her and cauterize her. And, oh, they cut off her ear. Because that explains that then they go in this whole horrifying story of Christmas time at the Pokes <laughs> where they give each other ears and they either cuddle or fuck mama, except for this poor guy who's played by Finn Whitrock, it turns Apparently. out. Apparently. Couldn't believe uh, how I didn't recognize this guy at all. You know, the camera angles were bad, the you know, the lighting and quality were bad and mm. he's made up really gross, so yeah. just like Lady Gaga, most people didn't recognize. So he feels like he's the poke in the middle because he's too young to cuddle and or too old to cuddle, too young to fuck. <laughs> uh and she he though he expressed that he's a little bit of uh you know, got a little bit of starstruck. He's jealous that he didn't get to be one of the featured pokes in a TV show. Mm-hmm. I thought that's one of the funnier lines when she's like, You know about the TV shows? Like we live in the America we get television. <laughs> like there's not a Faraday cage over our fo- woods lady. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, and she says, hey, if you let me go, I can get you on TV and make you famous. And he tells her the story of Kincaid Polk, who started the Polk Pigman tradition, I think. So this directly ties back to the Murder House Pigman confirming that um, in the first season, they said that he, the legend started around 1893, which is the same time as the World's Fair. So... That's, oh, I that's see. that connection. Okay, so I that so Kincaid Polk, just like I don't know. I guess the World's Fair was just ripe for murders and sadists out there because that's where H. H. Holmes 
which is sort of like a what was his name from a uh, hotel? Oh, JPM. JP, JPM. Yeah, he was sort of like an H. H. Holmes type uh, with the murder hotel. Uh huh. How will we be murdering people in the future? Come to the World's <laughs> Fair and find out. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I thought that I guess that was interesting, and and of course this was also somehow weirdly inspired by whatever Thomason was doing by roasting men men dressed as pigs alive, and I just felt like some of this stuff is a little too self-referential and cute. But you know, whatever. I was disinclined to like a stuff going on in this episode, right? Uh, then we see a scene where we just cannot get away from these pokes, man. It's just like, there's just relentless, um, young poke is getting all coked up. He offers Lee some and she momentarily, re- and I'm like, this is, it, is so hackneyed. Is it cocaine or is it, uh, painkillers? I thought it was coke. That's what I thought too, but I What re- else would you I, snort? Cause she also. You, you can snort <laughs> crushed up, oh, um, oxy, oxys or, you woods. are, you're adorable. Uh, but um, <laughs> I just read I read a couple of reviews that said that they were painkillers. Oh well, I don't know because she. Either way, it'll take the edge off. I guess Lee's reaction when she snorted it was like not it was kind of to get all amped up. It seemed like. Uh, I think they would both do that. Uh, I don't know. I haven't snorted. Uh, but she's, lately, the, <laughs> that's I the, turned to sniffing glue these days. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that I thought it was just so hackneyed and it's like, how they give this actress dialogue to deliver. They give poor Letty made this dialogue about, oh, no, I'm an addict. I can't possibly. And I'm like, lady, you're lashed to a chair. And he's got to sl- talk her into it. Getting, what? getting slow. Like, you got to have pulp peer pressure to like, I would take anything and everything. Yes. Um, but uh, give me a sip of that moonshine. Right. Give me some painkiller, some coke, whatever you right. got. You got a pickled ear? Let me drink some of that <laughs> ear pickle juice. Gross. That's got to do something for you. Uh, I and he explains that the reason they butcher their meat live is because of lack of refrigeration in the old days, and you keep something going as long as possible. And I'm like, okay. And if there's whatever. one good thing about the pokes, you can say is they're sticklers for tradition. Yep. Yep. So there's Ooh. that scene. Uh, they even kill Native Americans on Thanksgiving still. <laughs> <laughs> pardon their turkeys and get, they, they hunt down their Indians uh, Shelby and Dominic escape the tunnels and manage to end up back where they started in upstairs bathroom uh, before, uh, after being menaced by uh, the chins, a door and the pig man uh, Dominic almost loses his hand in a door slamming like what the fuck um, and we we debated whether or not he slammed his own hand in right, that door because they I'm didn't sure really did. visually tell that story very well and then hilariously, Shelby suffers yet another ankle injury of when course. the ghost tag team him and the chandelier falls in the main spiral staircase. Uh, and at this point, Shelby just gives up on life and slits her own throat. Yeah. And that's the scene. Like, do you want to discuss more? I mean, there's a whole lot of convention about, oh, you got to live, Shelby, and I got to get my TV deal, and you're <laughs> it, a talented It's mostly actor, selfish. And... She just doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. He doesn't really care about Shelby's company, even though he tried to seduce her just for Matt's attention. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I pretty much knew as soon as I went to the bathroom she was going to kill herself. Uh, Lee then demands to see Flora because she's got a picture of her in her pocket. Um, Lee then records a tearful goodbye, which then turns into a confession, at which I'm like, I just felt like this ruined the character. Like, this doesn't. I don't. Lee is not a real she's in the Shelby category. She's already hanging by a thread, but she just doesn't feel like a real person at this point. How much did you think that Lee was guilty prior to this. Zero percent. 
So did I. So we should have seen this coming. I guess. <laughs> and and again, like I always said, like they they had her going out into the woods, and you know. But I was right, wanting it's too to, obvious. I was wanting to like chalk it up to some kind of trance deal or some kind of like if, if she did kill, or... it was some kind of like Matt fucking Lady Gaga. He's only partially culpable, if at all. But no, she just said I did She's it because a strong, I strong, capable woman. <laughs> I'd rather kill. I'd rather burn your daddy to death than see you with him. And uh, okay. and also just the fact that the the whole del- she seems very delusional because the stuff she's saying about like oh you know well at least you know the truth about your mom and your dad now and you can go forward with life unburdened by any lot. I'm like you're no just, you're this- just fucking this child up more. Yeah, it's stupid. It's so dumb. Um, and it makes me like now what what I want her to live. I want her to survive. I want her to. Right. Like, I want Flora to get in the best foster care she can at this point or be with her grandparents. It seems like that's a good deal. Right. Did you notice how they didn't show Flora's picture up close at all? No. I think she's a lot older, though. I I got the impression that she was a a teenager now. Right. But didn't you have some speculation on who uh, Flora could be? (laughs) Not (laughs) Sibere Gabade. Gabare Sidibe. I think so there you go. Um, yeah, no, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Like if the next, if the last episodes are flash forwards to the future and and Flora's the lone survivor and she's Gibbet Gib Gabby 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 call her Gabby 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 <laughs> uh, um, Yeah, so she gets the hold of this tape somehow and finds out the horrifying past of her parents who have died here. Yeah, Ooh, I'm not speculating on who's gonna live. <laughs> Uh, so then she sees an opportunity to sex up the the middle poke. Hell yeah! He's not getting it from any end, and now he's going to get it from both. Get some of that wit rock in you. Yeah, <laughs> let the wit rock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she so um, she she's sexing him up. He foolishly lets her loose, and she gets the upper hand on him and chokes him out, stabs him, and manages to escape. So yay, Lee! I think I, I guess. Think, I guess. Uh, who do you hate more? Well, the Polks, I mean, right? I I'm, I'm just—I don't know. Like, is there a cotton? Is there a continue? I mean, yeah, sure. I guess the bloodthirsty inbred cannibals, but I kind of pity—I kind of pity the middle poke because what chance did he have? Lee has a That's college true. education and was a police officer, and you know, she ended up at the place that she was at. And again, I get like the the whole you know getting addicted to pain that's the other thing is like getting addicted to painkillers is something that real like a lot of americans struggle with a lot of people around the world like mm-hmm, this you know mm-hmm. over prescription of opiates and all that stuff and it's one of the reasons we're having a, a resurgence in heroin addiction right uh that's all good stuff to to tell a tragic story on and then you do this like i i don't know uh dominic is still under the illusion that sydney's behind all of this he is speaking into the cameras and mourning his loss of a Thailand vacation. <laughs> Thailand vacation, rather. Um, yeah, yeah. So there, that's going on. I, you know what? Sidebar: I would be terrified to go to Thailand, but I am also a woman. Why? Uh, just, just the sex trafficking that goes through there, and oh, like waking up in a you're bathtub. You're way too old to be sex a... trafficked in Thailand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's... You've been you've been old for too old for like decades. Um, I, <laughs> I, okay. yeah, I was not saying you're old woman. I was going, oh more no, like I get you're, it. You're older than twelve. I get it. Uh, um, real life horror people. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you'd really be afraid of Thailand. I would. Hmm. I never. I guess. I. I guess is Thailand a rough place? I, I'm sure there's 
parts of it that are nice. Like I'd be afraid to go to. I'm not going to cast this version. I, of I'd the be whole... afraid to go to North Korea. I'd be afraid to go to yes, like I'm the Ivory Coast, there. Africa. I'd be afraid to yep. go to like a lot of South America where they kidnap and yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I, I guess I've never really th- given thought of like where in the South Pacific I would be terrified to be Australia, Australia. Of course you can't get anywhere near there. There's too many poisonous snakes. Too many and spiders. Spiders and, and size of your head. Koalas. <laughs> Drop bears. <laughs> Drop bears. Um, so we go back to Audrey. I think, is it Audrey or Aubrey? Audrey. Audrey. Uh, Sarah Paulson's character. And she is being menaced by a completely different set of pokes. Poke, poke, folk, poke, folk, and uh, they explain the significance of the teeth to the others. That that's the only part of the body that can survive a fire. So if you wear a string of teeth, then the others won't get you. Yeah, it, it's like it's like wearing red because you're blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, how you know not to right, be attacked right, by those people. Right. Uh, I like how Murphy, like Game of Thrones changed the others to the White Walkers because they didn't want to get confused with the other great television show, The Lost. Murphy's like, don't give a fuck. Others. Others. others all straight up others. And he's going to call them White Walkers before the end of the season because he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, so they're low on teeth somehow and they want to harvest teeth from Monet, but instead they manage to break her chair and allow her to escape. Amazing. Good for you, Monet. Like that. They're so, they're so inept. Like, she breaks her chair, and she just lays there for a good long oh, while, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, no. This wasn't like a Before she realized a she's well, got weapons strapped to all of her This was not limbs. a well-oiled escape machine, <laughs> and it still went off without a hitch. Also, can everyone... Can we make a bald move rule that if you are ever running from some kind of threat, don't go lie in a ditch close to that threat. Just yeah. keep going. Just go for a long time until you literally have no choice but to lay down and pant for breath. Yeah, they're... They are, they are hillbillies. Don't have the greatest health con- health condition in the world, and they smoke marijuana by probably the bale. Right. I think you can outrun them. Right. And they're... especially if you're Angela fucking Bassett. Exactly. I feel like Angela Bassett could run down a goddamn panther. Yes, yeah, she could. <laughs> she could run down a panther in the woods. She's an animorph. She could turn into a panther while she's running. <laughs> a panther. Panther. She's going to be a panther while she's chasing that panther. I do soft sure. H's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so Mama Polk then, after she dispatches her boys to get Monet, she then turns to tormenting Audrey. She, uh, Audrey then finds some fire and some gumption in her. She starts accusing them of being pig fuckers and saying, don't you talk about my Rory. And she gets her teeth pulled. And man, this is the worst. Dental pain is, in my opinion, the worst pain. Uh, I hate it. I don't like thinking and, and like having people getting their teeth pulled is just literally the squickiest thing I can imagine. So her teeth must be soft and squishy because that one came right out. It came out like the, those those Play-Doh Fun Factory teeth, you know? Yeah, like I I don't get grossed out easily. So my family often comes to me to help uh, the children of the family remove loose teeth. Sure. Because I That's can your job. do it with quick precision and make them laugh at the same time. Mm-hmm. And loose teeth don't even come out that easily. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, she just grabbed it, poink, and it's out. Yeah, it's a front tooth, too, one of those flat ones. Mm, got those roots running deep. Uh, <laughs> so then Lee comes in uh, after Audrey loses a tooth, and she strikes Mama Polk with a hammer and knocks her out. Uh, Mama Audrey... gonna knock you out. <laughs> Audrey then uh, beats her to death with a hammer after Mama Polk starts stirring and laughing, which, whatever. Yep. 
All, um, all about head bashing. Um, I, right now, trend. I'm rooting for Audrey because she is lacks self awareness, but she's also funny, and she hasn't done anything deplorable. So that's what I'm. What I'm. What I'm. She's. She's not a total garbage human being. I'm voting for Audrey. Ah, speculation on who's going to survive. That'll oh, get, you know what? I just, that, that was very political too. <laughs> I just realized like I'm voting. I'm pulling for. Yeah, I'm with her. And <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> I'm with the screaming blonde woman. Uh, They escape back to the house via the tunnels, which why do you go back to the house via the tunnels? Um, The Lee discovers that Matt's body and just falls the fuck apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Audrey cajoles her into keeping going. For whatever reason, they decide to go upstairs is the best way to survive. Uh, I know it's because Audrey's got her her magic bag up there, Mm -hmm. her fun factory. Uh, and then they uh, make it up there and discover Audrey's drug stash and Dominic, who they don't believe was an innocent bystander. He's sitting there right. holding the murder weapon. Yeah, you didn't say this, but it's implied they found Shelby's dead body. Oh, true. And then Dominic. Yeah. Who yeah. they immediately accuse of killing her. And they drive him from the room, knowingly to be slaughtered by the pig man. And they yeah. hear him loudly being slaughtered as... That's the jump scare that got me. Oh, really? As, as Audrey is saying a tearful goodbye to her fans, I had so much left to give. It's I think it's oh so God. funny. Did you think it was I? I don't understand the fashion call out in this in this scene where Lee lays down and she's like, "Oh, oh, here's a little Burberry to put under your head." Hmm. Like, what? I mean, that just seemed so unnecessary that I have to mention it. Well, I, but I think that's exactly what. Like, that type of person does. I know. The, ignore the 1,200 pillows that are on that bed. Mm-hmm. And he, here's my Burberry to use she as wants, a she, she, she wants to drop the Burberry. I know. It's okay. You know, like, uh, what's this? Some, some other shit that like people get all crazy about? American Chanel. Horror Story, sponsored by Mercedes and Burberry. <laughs> uh, so, to their surprise, they survive until dawn. And Lee explains that they have to go back to get their tapes ostensibly to recover the evidence of Audrey murdering Mama Polk because she's like, you just, you know, and this is true. Like, you know, if I've seen, learned anything by watching Making a Murderer and the uh, jinx, the, the jinx and, well, and the Amanda Knox story is like, this shit looks bad. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, it's hard to prove self-defense when you're beating an old woman to death with a hammer. On the other hand, we also know true that I think the real uh, mission here is to get her confession tape back. Yes, and don't you think it would have been a more understandable excuse to say we have to go back for Monet and not we have to go back for the videotape? Yeah, that's also kind of like a shocking thing. Like you know, go back for the other survivor. Yeah, we know as soon still as they there. left her, they forgot about her, which is fine for Audrey because uh, Monet left her there. That's true. Um, so they walk out the front door and run right into the pig man, ah! but no, it's actually Gillian who turns out to be Wes Bentley. So hooray. Gillian. I thought his name, his name's Dylan. I thought it was Gillian. I'm pretty sure it's Dylan. Oh, well, sorry. I <laughs> fucked it up. Zero <laughs> stars on iTunes. unlike you. Zero stars on iTunes. <laughs> uh, completely unlistenable. So. Uh, yeah, it's Wes Bentley. I assume Sydney hired this guy to come and scare them. Sure. And he shows up right in the right at dawn when there's no threat. So I was kind of we talked a little bit about the theory about maybe all this stuff is still real, and I got some feedback to that point this week. But honestly, I think this scene is the kind of nail in that coffin. If this was still something that Sydney was engineering, then he wouldn't send the actor dressed up as a pig man to the front door, right? right to get a crowbar to the face, right? 
where he would have employed some of the kitchen tricks because they had a kitchen scene where I thought for sure that yeah, shit was going like, to go and flying. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like all last week, especially, I was watching and being like, okay, well, I saw how elaborate and crazy this kitchen was, so. All this can be very easily explained. Mm-hmm. Now, this week, when they actually started cutting on Lee, I don't think that's like, that's something that you could do. Right. In any kind of television production. Yes. <laughs> so, there you go. I think it's, I think it's quote-unquote, real. It's as real as it gets. <laughs> uh, do we have any other f- closing thoughts on nope. this mess, or should we get right to feedback? Feedbacks. Okay, Joe M. says, I'm enjoying the reboot portion of this season very much, but it begs the question, how many episodes? They pulled the fake out last year where we thought we were getting 10, and they ended up just before, they ended just before the holidays, and then they tacked on two at the end of January, which bummed us out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, IMDb has it listed as 10 episodes again, ending in mid-November. I can't possibly see it going beyond 10 based on where we are in the plot. In fact, I'm not sure how you squeeze three more episodes out of this, but they will. Episode six and seven, fantastic. <laughs> right in the wheelhouse for straight up ghost slasher horror with just the right amount of shaky cam and giving the proper amount of mystery to the real ghosts. AHS has always been a show with great moments, but a lot of in between mediocrity to get there. Does Murphy need to start making this an eight episode anthology? It would tighten things up significantly, and he was enough crap going on that it would make sense. The other positive this season is the episode is exactly one hour long and not the one hour and twenty seven minute bloated messes of last year. Yeah, Thoughts? don't worry, Joe. Because Ryan Murphy will tell you exactly what's going to happen in the upcoming episodes in an exclusive <laughs> interview to EW this week. Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, he ran his mouth off again. I'll be considering that at the end of the podcast. Okay. Some people still consider his ravings a, a spoiler. Um, I Here's the thing. Even though this is two episodes shorter, we think it's two episodes shorter, which was actually one episode shorter than the previous season's. It seems like there's still a way to pad this shit out. And I wish that they would just, however, because it's an anthology. They don't need to be 13 episodes. They don't need to be 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. However long it takes to tell the story, that's how long it should be. Right. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's like, does FX go to Murphy and be like, hey, man, uh, how many episodes do you think you got? And he's like, ah, it feels like a 10-episode season. And then mm-hmm. even though they write it out, it's got to be 10 episodes. I don't know. Like, I yeah. thought that was interesting, even Game of Thrones. Like, I, you know, I was reading interviews with the Double Ds, and they're saying, like, oh, yeah, when we had the first season, we actually only had, like, eight and a half episodes worth of television. We had to go back and write all these sex position scenes mm-hmm. and these, you know, scenes of two people talking to pad it out. And I'm like, that's insane. Why not just make it eight episodes long? Right. Like, so even HBO is not immune to this pressure of like you have ordered and you have a budget for this and thus you must deliver these many episodes. So I wonder if there's a series out there that they have just done that, that they wrote what they wanted to write, everything that they wanted on screen, regardless of time constraints. Mm. They just created it that way. I would love to see a story like that. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, something like a and I, I like get, an I get why Kitteridge. they do that because can you imagine if they told showrunners, oh yeah, we'll give you episodes ten ten episodes worth of money right. budget, and they're like, oh, we only spent six. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, yeah, that'd be a way of just like lying and and getting more money and less return, especially I mean, especially for for shows that are actually on commercial cable with television or with with um, advertising. 
if you want 13 episodes, you're budgeting 13 episodes worth of monetized content. And if you only get 10, then it's like, well, what the fuck? There's three right. weeks that we There's can't sell ads. HBO doesn't make as much sense, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can tell you one example. Louis. Louis gets paid hardly – Louis C.K. gets paid hardly anything for his show, but in return he gets complete freedom to do whatever the hell he wants. And then he takes the season, gives it to FX, and they put it on the air. So that's – one example of the creator not compromising and doing, and doing everything kind of himself and making this Fabergé egg yeah. of an episode of, of a season. Yeah, that's a good show. It's a good show, Brett. <laughs> uh, should we move on? And also, yeah, like the fact the last year's ninety-minute episodes were just Mm-mm. terrible, Mm-mm. and I'm glad that they've had that much restraint this year. Didn't they do that for the opening episode? Was longer than an hour. Might have been a little bit, but not nearly. I mean, some of last wait, I even remember watching it. They felt long. They were like 15, 20 minutes over consistently. It was, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some episodes that are 90 minutes long. They don't feel long. Some episodes, 90 <laughs> minutes, and they're a slog. This episode felt long in the opening scene. <laughs> well, just the fact that the, it felt like we never got away from the pokes. Like, every time we come back from the commercial, right. I'm like, oh, please, God, can we get back to the ghosts? Yes. But no, we never did. So I don't know. I will be bummed if they come back in January with another two episode plot because it, it's like once everyone gets killed, I, I don't I don't get it. And there's not that many like we're down to three people right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you got Monet, you got Audrey, you got Lee and you got Gillian. Wes Bentley now. <laughs> yeah. Jillian. Uh, <laughs> OK, let's move on to Christine from New Jersey. The beloved what Dor- kind of accent is New Jersey. It's New Jersey. That's the classic New Jersey accent, baby. <laughs> uh, Christine from New Jersey. The beloved Doris Kern Goodwin was on CNN on Saturday evening discussing the election and the presidential temperament. At first, I was excited to have recognized her from AHS. I then enjoyed that what we saw of the episode uh, on the show, uh, but did enjoy that what we saw on the show is actually how she speaks. And then I started thinking, what if this is Murphy's Episode 10 story remix? What if we've been lulled into stupor focusing on cheap scares, fear-mongering, and sex scandals in the show that we've missed the, the entire meta-commentary and reflection on our current society? Uh, we are living currently and experienced a true American horror story with the 2016 election. And she puts a bunch of scary faces. Think about it. You have a famous and manipulative reality show star wanting even more fame, cheating and sex scandals, the character of Sydney, a.k.a. mainstream media, the butcher, a woman men thought didn't have what it took to lead and has been waging a long war uh, to get to power in a position she feels like she's earned. <laughs> I'm <Or> with Thomason. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the strength and the you're skills with Audrey. to... But well, yeah, I, I vote for uh, Thomas and Woodwitch 2016. <laughs> uh, they they got what it takes to lead America to to uh, uh, her her place back on the world stage. Whatever. That's the second good T-shirt idea we've come up with this <laughs> this week. Thomas and Woodwitch 2016. Yeah. If the what election weren't the, in three days, I would do it. What would be the slogan though? These are my lands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I shall consecrate this election with blood. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Josh F. The award for most confusing and irrational decision making this episode goes to Lee and fake Shelby turning, turning on Dominic. We didn't touch on this in the episode, but somehow after everything they've seen, they think it's more believable that Dominic, a celebrity who has no history of violent murder that we know of, would randomly murder Shelby and Matt during the chaos and would willingly be holed up in the bathroom with Shelby's corpse all alone after he murdered her. As opposed to, well, he did play O.J. Simpson. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to simply believing that crazy ghost shit happened, which ended with Matt and Shelby's death, and now Dom is locked in the bathroom with Shelby's corpse because it said crazy goat sh- ghost shit happening. <laughs> goat shit. Yeah, the goat shit is the stuff you really got to look out for. Uh, it just, Goat shit is real. Ghosts are just make-believe. It just makes absolutely no sense that they would leave to Dom being the murderer and then basically kill him by locking him out of the room by listening to the ghosts kill him. Conferter, confirming that they didn't understand that they're murderous ghosts afoot. Um, you had a big problem with this. Do you want to speak to that? Because I felt like Lee finding her brother dead kind of broke something inside her. Sure, but I think and it's also, also like confirmation that she's just a, a cold-blooded murderer now. Yeah, um, that's the other thing. Is like I didn't like maybe out of Audrey's character a little bit. Although Audrey like is invested in the fact that Shelby would never commit suicide because she wouldn't play her that way. Like right, or it's kind of like well, Lee herself has murdered. Yeah, so she probably shouldn't be throwing stones in a glass house. In a murder house. In a murder house, <laughs> <laughs> throwing butcher knives in a, in a murder house. Um, it's kind of like. If you are cheating on your partner and you accuse them of cheating, it's like you protest too much. And it's true. Everything's on camera. You can find out easily enough. And you're a cop or you're an ex-cop. So you think you think that in a normal, sane world, justice would be what you would want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Get him arrested, have a trial, or at least have evidence that what he did that. You? But but no, now you are an accomplice to a murder. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's if that's really true, but you are directly responsible for this man being killed. Well, two men being killed, and like I said, it's not like she had a great reason to murder Flora's dad either. No, like she like exactly. all in her voiceover. She's like, I was a total shit. I was this. I was that. I was a terrible mother. And- yeah. So I really blame Audrey more than anything for letting it happen. Yeah. She just is ready to jump on whatever bandwagon. Um, plus, I think she feels grateful. To, I mean, I feel like she's on Team Lee because Lee saved her life. And for a person like Shelby, that would carry a lot of weight. Just like my, my parents I'm not, used sorry, to say. Shelby, Audrey. Yeah. Just like my parents used to say, well, if they told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> Audrey would. Hell yeah, she, she would. She would. She would, absolutely. Uh, other things that you wondered, did Wes Bentley's character drive himself to the property? If he did, then the transportation issue is resolved and they can leave. If he took Boom. an Uber, then that would explain that away as they showed oh, Cricket Uber take the Uber back? there already. Uh, I don't know. God, that's gotta be the most expensive Uber ever. That would be funny if they, if they flash back and it's like the same Uber guy dro- dropping the guy off. <laughs> Gnarly pighead, dude. Uh, two, even if they moved the production crews and vehicles and trailers out of sight of the people of the house, they would still be somewhere within walking distance that they could find, and you'd likely also have cell phones on the production trailers and cars. So also, not, not as daylight, and they're clearly okay with walking around outside, they should be able to find a car and or cell phone. Although, point of fact, the ghosts manifest during the day. Yes. So, like, I was really surprised that, number one, they lived through the night, because why would the ghosts just stop their attack? Right. And number two, why do they think they're safe in the daytime? I don't know. I don't think they did. I mean, they did come out armed and ready to hit the pit. Again, like, can you beat ghosts with crowbars? Like the uh, wood witch I buy. They set Thomason on fire. Uh, that's true. But it was ghost on ghost that violence. Ghost, yeah, that was that was that was some ghostly business. I yeah, I have a couple of problems with Dylan showing up. Um, that are things that I'm sure we'll never get an answer to, but. 
One, don't you think when you show up to a production set that you check in with the production crew first? And you'd see everyone murdered and you'd be like, uh, hold on, Uber driver guy. Um, do you think that you need to go to hair and makeup to get done up like the pig man? No, he brought his old pig man he does, costume. Yeah, okay. Yep, he just flew. He's how he flew. He flew in like a... What a tight budget for this show <laughs> that's got more viewers than any television show ever. Uh, I wonder if they let him take the pig head on uh, overhead... <laughs> Overhead uh, baggage. Yeah. Overhead luggage. or the, It's they, a carry-on. You're going to have to gate check your pig head, sir. <laughs> sir, sir, sir. This is a full flight. <laughs> you're going to have to check your pig head at the gate. That pig head does not fit in this compartment. Uh, Definitely I, can't fit under your seat. I also find it hard to believe the West Bentley's character left his cell phone at the hotel. No one goes anywhere without their cell phone today. A realistic scenario would be that he arrives on the property and is instructed to stop by the production trailer before going to the house. Oh, shit. I walked all over this guy's point. I thought that was the end of the email. Sorry. No, no. All that, 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 that is all true. That's all true. Um, so he also says... He's, he's very much in character, which is why he's not carrying a cell phone or checking in with the crew. There we yeah, go. Rationalized. Go. Boom. Uh, we also saw glimpses of Finn Whitrock's character, Backwoods Cannibal character, this week and a lot, uh, or last week and a lot this week. Unless he comes back as a crazy ghost, I think Ryan Murphy wrote a big check. He definitely cannot cash when he said that Finn is playing the most fucked up character of all time. Agreed. I mean, different definitions of fucked up because, like, I feel like the uh, not young but middle aged, the middle young uh, Polk was kind of like a fairly pitiable character. Yeah, like a. a- fucked up in the psychological sense this this guy was going to record him cannibalizing lee for stroke material but also having sex with her for stroke material too yeah it's it's kooky look at this woman i fucked in the night and also hurry up and grow up so you can fuck mom i mean it's that's yep it's definitely fucked up but yeah is he more fucked up than like twisty is he more fucked up than uh the dandy like i Mm. i don't know it's a pretty high bar is he more fucked up than who, whatever Kathy Bates Southern Belle who was like fucking mutilating slaves and doing black magic? Well, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, too. yeah, that Jesus. was a real that was a real person. So maybe it's just character that he wrote, or maybe he just speaks entirely in a language of hyperbole that we don't understand yet. <laughs> uh, okay, Gabe in California said, "I just read that supposedly the real butcher has pig hooves for hands. Is this true? And what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm at a loss." So I did some looking, and there indeed are some still shots that I found on some forums. Her swinging the um, knife into her head. Yeah, where it looks like that she might have at least like hooves tied to her arms, if not like replaced with pig feet. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, it seems I don't like know. the pig thing is exclusive to the Pokes, though, right? right? That's their thing. Is it a, an example of cross a cultural pollination where, like, like hey, we we like your pig, man. We're going to take that. Well, we like your pig whole pig motif. We're going to take that. <laughs> right, or like uh, they wear teeth. The Polks wear teeth, uh-huh. so they wear pig stuff so that they, you know, uh-huh. on the they, battlefield, they, they don't... The, because yeah. the, the ghosts are afraid of the Pokes. Yeah. Hey, you are. gotta wear pig pee- parts people, or they're gonna fuck with you. Those people are fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say over the campfire <laughs> of a human body. Uh, Nathan P. said, I love the episode despite all the hate some people are throwing at it. First up, Shelby is dead, guys. You just know she's going to try to go for some modern-day Romeo and Juliet shit. Oh. You know where Juliet smashes Romeo's head and then oh, cuts so her Matt's own not really dead? because of the bear. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be a, he, he pops up. 
Uh, but they're going to be. Are they going to be in ghost love forever on this property? They're going to have to be, right? I don't know. Love. Well, that's I think the Matt's just going to be tormented by Shelby for the rest of his life. It's kind of like Matt but will be g- Ben Affleck and Gone Girl. Yeah, <laughs> a ghostly version of Ben Affleck. He gets to be with the Woods Witch forever now, though, right? Ooh, can you recreate with the ghost love triangle? Not recreate, just fornicate. I don't know. Don't know how the ghost biology works. You have to get at the ghost punnet squares and see what color the kid's eyes would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet if... Uh, what's the guy that plays the Matt, the real Matt? Andre Holland. I bet if Andre Holland and uh, Lady Gaga had a baby, it would be fucking gorgeous, though. Oh, my God. That's some good genes. Yeah. That's some really good... You, some, you, that's you, some that's, good genes. You, you might re-engineer Prince. <laughs> yes. The second coming. There you go. Yeah, we need that. And then they take the child and they lay out all of Prince's like combs and such like and they'd make him pick one out to see if he's really the chosen one. <laughs> okay. Um also, did anyone see the video of Obama singing to the little child dressed like Prince and Oh, following? during the 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 uh, trick or treating at the yeah. White House? Yeah, that was he was, he was I, singing purple rang to him. I can't stop watching that. You need to go and see it right now. Uh, second, R.I.P. the pumpkin space, pumpkin space latte, the pumpkin spice latte economy. We've got Shelby was single-handedly keeping it afloat. Nope, nope, Cecily's picking up the slack now. Uh, Starbucks will go out of business, the true American horror story. Yes, you do. (laughs) Angela Bassett continues to be one of the best things ever. She got the fuck out of Dodge. If so, I'm happy she just ran instead of helping Audrey. I really need her to be the survivor. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm back on Team Monet. I was I think, on Audrey because I kind of forgot about Monet. Didn't they show her getting caught? Yeah, no, they show. No, they didn't. They. Sh- I mean, they stopped just short of her turning into a. Here's a the panther. Thing. Angela Bassett escaped while being bound to a chair. They just kind of sort of tackled <laughs> her in the middle of the woods. That's not going to stop a panther. No, it's not. No, no. That you're just going to get the claws. You fucking tackle the panther's ass, and you had no way to deal with its teeth, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to get the Monet, the Monet teeth, and not the way you want, uh-uh. not in the form uh-uh. of a necklace. Uh, not it's in the, tear not a chunk in the of your ass off. AHS hotel way. Uh, we lost both of our black guys, and both are due to Shelby. Shelby killed Matt herself, and then indirectly caused Dominic to die via her suicide. Shelby must have had one of the higher kill counts in the show. Another example of fine black men being brought down by a blonde woman. <laughs> I don't know. Is that another OJ? I don't. I don't. I feel like I've <laughs> because seen, he's super guilty. You know that, right? <laughs> I feel like I've seen. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Audrey saying Shelby would never kill because she's way too self-centered was the line of the night. Sarah Paulson is killing it. When Audrey spat the word twat at the poke uh, mama, I was celebrating like, what a true Brit. Oh, yeah, twat. Spitting the twat out. (laughs) Sarah Paulson spitting the twat out of her mouth. Uh, stop I, it. I, I just I'm being pan offensive. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I haven't had hardly any sleep the last two days. It's very early in this Friday Me either. morning. This is a roller coaster. It is. It is. We're just ho- holding on. Uh, finally, torture porn. This is American Horror Story, and we got cannibals and killer ghosts running around. Sorry, it's too gruesome for y'all, but what did you expect? I expected ghosts, man. I was digging the ghosts. I don't like this. Where are the ghosts of the people who have died? recently they're they're waiting and they're waiting for the two episode return in january is there like a ghost processing time there is okay they're stacked up on ghost tower waiting for final (laughs) approach uh p.s can we find someone confirm whether kathy bates also played the real butcher as well as agnes no no she didn't no i i mean i haven't gone to imdb but although i will say that if they got finn whitrock as the middle poke maybe i'm being a little too hasty and dismissive about that 
Jessica Lange. She's Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange. <laughs> no, Jessica Lange is playing Kathy Bates. <laughs> playing the butcher. <laughs> uh, Double fra- secret twist. Uh, Fracanti says, big opportunity missed by having Francis Conroy play Mama Poke in the reenactment instead of the real world. This episode would have been a lot stronger with her. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can save the Poke plotline. Uh, yeah, I thought Robert Robin Weiger. Unless was... you're Nathan P. and you just 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 you're all about it. Like I, yeah, I mean, well, what what do you want? Like a more more Francis Conroy in the episode would be great. More more like a, a more nobility to the backwoods Southern right because that's what she brought. She brought this like strong, respectable presence, and to that's the... not what you want. I don't think so. I mean, it's what Nathan P. wants. Yeah. You are fine to have that opinion. Uh, Nathan, it's not clear to me whether this is P or because uh, it's just this is Nathan on forums. It's his true form is revealed as a forum goer. Sorry, Nathan. Uh, anyone else crack up when she said Shelby would never commit suicide? She was way too self-centered. That was funny. Pretty funny. Pretty f- good stuff. Uh, Michelle is uh, backing up uh, Team Nathan. She says, I disagree. This is the worst episode of the season. To say that is to say that the first episodes of the documentary and Talking Heads is actually better than this, and I think those are the weakest episodes. Does she have a point? I mean, I, that's the I thing. Mean, is like, I, I find it hard to judge because this shit is just my kryptonite. So that the first episodes are just baseline American Horror Story stupid. This was personally offensive to well, me. Well, I mean, you can not like this episode and also not like the first three Um. What was it three first three episodes showing the yeah I didn't think they stuff. were great but they didn't make me like ugh I don't even really want to watch this episode I mean this this show this season would have to go off the rails for me but I think it's my one of my favorites mm-hmm. we'll do a re-rate of the seasons at the end of the all right Michelle continues, I think this last stretch of episode, starting with last week, is really bringing it jump scares, outright horror, and yes, torture porn. This is the American Horror Story I look forward to seeing every season, but only rarely get to see it. It's just downright scary shit. I actually think <laughs> that the the Xena started the week before. Like, this last three minus this one for me, but the last two episodes are really, really strong. I even think, I think the first of those, the, like episode six is I think maybe the best yeah. of those for just creepy jump scare type of thing. Right. Because man, nothing has gotten me uh as much as like that reveal of the two nurses. Yeah. Butcher and Rory. Yeah, that was that was pretty scary. freaking freaking sweet. What did they uh, do? Oh. What? Go I was ahead. about to ask a stupid question. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. What is it? <laughs> I was gonna say what did they do with Rory's body? <laughs> I remembered, okay. <laughs> they did some Roragami. Out in so, the woods. oh, you know what? That brings up another. You're not going to give it to me for Rory Gami. You all right? You can have it. <laughs> you are a heartless wood witch of a woman. Yes, there I, I am. It. Yes, I am. So the nurses brought Rory's body to the Polks to string up because they said that they did that. Mm. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. <laughs> no, they didn't. The Polk said that you're. You, she said that you're glad that you're with us instead of them because if you were with, back there, you could have gotten strung up like Rory. Here, we're just going to eat you, which I didn't think made sense. But oh, that's right. She said we wouldn't waste good meat like that. Exactly. Um, back to Michelle <laughs> says. Now that I said that, I feel like there were several weak points in last night's episode, but only in the dialogue, specifically with Audrey. When she and Lee found Shelby and Audrey says something effective, I feel like that part of me died with her. I had to roll my eyes. I mean, that's the point. Like, yes. that's why it's funny. 
Yeah. So it's exactly. like it's so weird that like I've kind of complete opposite take of, of like Nathan and Michelle here. Uh, but then when she said the Lee. Uh, when she and Lee were in the woods and Audrey was recording the intense facial close-up of my last message to the fans saying that she had so many more roles to give them, I just had to shake my head. No, you're supposed to laugh! Yeah, that's the point. Drink more, Michelle. You're supposed to not like her. She's supposed to be selfish and frustrating. And Uh-huh. So I suppose this is Ryan Murphy's little way of showing the narcissistic side of actors, but it came across as so lame and unnecessary. But on the other hand, she did come through for Lee when Lee needed... Uh, help walking and escaping from the Pope compound after she found Matt in the basement. So I can't decide if she's narcissistic or genuinely a good person. Uh, I just don't think she has any self-awareness. No. But that doesn't mean... You're like, a bad person. Exactly. Uh, Aaron, it looks like maybe your one-legged Lee theory may come true. That's your theory. That's Cecily's... No, it's not. Is it? I, no, you're the one that said she was going to get her leg lopped off, and I said she's still going to have it attached. They're just going to peel off pieces from her. Oh, see, but Don't you're you the put one that shit on me. No, you're the one that was like, we're going to lose limbs. That's the stakes. I said limbs were up for grabs. Yes, I did say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, limbs I, are safe. There's a lot of synergy between the, the hosts. That's what it is. Uh, a lot of cr- cl- credit and blame to be spread around. I <laughs> Can th- we argue? No, I didn't. Yes, we did. A couple more minutes. Nah. Okay. Uh, I thought it might be Shelby in her pumpkin spice fueled latte self with her UGG boots that gave her magical powers to escape. That dream died in the upstairs bathroom. By the way, did you also think, as I did, that Lee was being horribly unfairly judged? Well, we're already, that's a little bit of dry pie there. Um, so, yeah, there we go. There uh, we go. Ju- nope, there's one more. Damn this it. is the spoiler email that is actually a spoiler tweet from ryan murphy himself so if you follow ryan murphy if you're his fan if you've been on the internet lately you done been spoiled but i just want to this is the last thing we're going to talk about and then we're going to awkwardly say goodbye like we always do (laughs) uh and so yeah i think that's enough time has passed you found your podcast control and you've shut it off if you don't want to hear this fairly minor spoiler about casting Josh F. In Ryan Murphy's former life, he was definitely an aspiring hype man. He cannot contain himself from dropping info in his upcoming big twists and appearances. Can we cease and desist the like a start a cease and desist position or petition to Ryan Murphy? It would does, be hilarious if FX cease and desisted him. <laughs> like, please stop disseminating stop spoilers. We're gonna gonna sue you for damages. Uh, so this article discusses the tweet, uh, says executive producer Ryan Murphy reveals that Lana Winters from season two's Asylum will make an appearance on this season's Roanoke. He tweeted, Sarah Paulson's Asylum ultimate survivor Lana Winters returns this season on AHS Roanoke. (laughs) Happy Halloween. (laughs) Way to report that. Wow. Um, yeah, there you go. So you told me about this and I'm like, oh, okay. I I don't know. I, at first I thought it was the ghost whisperer, but I guess that's the one from hotel. You mean? Yeah. It's yet another role that she's played on American horror story. So, yeah. So that means that Audrey is definitely going to die. I guess. So that she can come back and because, play Lana? Uh, Sarah Paulson played both of those characters simultaneously last year. Why couldn't? I mean, they just oh, fucking I guess that's did true. it. It's like, you're just not, she's got di- completely different hair and completely different makeup. And a different and, accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just, she's got, she's, she's, she's doing accent now. So Lana's the journalist who went undercover in Asylum for like in a Nellie Bly like kind of way. Nellie Bly style, yeah. Bly style. Blastile. <laughs> Blastile. Like we need Will Smith to do a rap for <laughs> Big Blastile. Big, big Nelly style. <laughs> we get, should stop. Get we should Nelly stop with here. her. <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. Time for an awkward goodbye. Uh, Don't thank- forget to go out and vote. 
on November 8th. Yep. Don't forget to go out and vote. Uh, also, on a serious note, um, we've had some difficulties here of recent uh, with Bald Move. We had uh, Amazon pull out as a sponsor. Uh, they were responsible for a third of our operating income. So we, uh, Jim and I, are in a bit of hot water as far as what to do with their budget. And uh, we recorded a video that I'll link in the show notes kind of explaining uh, it's of historical interest because it also explains kind of like how Bald Moves made money for the last five years and like gives a breakdown of like our average expenses and, and uh, you know, our, our income per month and then has a call to action as far as joining the club. I don't normally do advertising on this podcast because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just funsies that we do with Cecily and she doesn't get paid for this. Um, but I don't know. I feel like you got to Yeah, I can give it. you the abbreviated version of my video. I don't get paid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do this for free. I'm missing work right now. <laughs> um, so and yeah. anyway, I can also wrap up the other video. Jim and Aaron have turned to being a professional escort service. Mm-hmm. Bald move. Podcasts and escorts. Mm-hmm. And just like the real escorts, we don't actually fuck you. <laughs> uh, we just we just we just talk a lot of filthy stuff in your ear. So go to baldmove.com and go to uh, support. <laughs> and uh, you're, just no, add it to your shopping cl- cart. Cl- Club.baldmove.com <laughs> if you want to get the pitch. And again, I'll, I'll link a note to the video where we kind of explain the situation. It's uh, forty minutes long, but it does have some interesting PowerPoint slides and uh, interesting PowerPoint slides. <laughs> that's an oxymoron. If you're interested in how like this internet startup, I'm sorry, I'm, works, I'm ruining this for you. You haven't even watched the video. I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Okay, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, laughing in lieu of crying uh, because we're so sad. Is saying goodbye. And there's um, only two more episodes left. And there you go. And we'll see you next we week. Will, we'll see you next week on American Horror Story, My Roanoke Nightmare. <laughs> Bye. Bye.